college sports, and national sports news. If you want to talk to the KST guys, George Browning and Blair Thompson, call the KST Talk Line at 812-883-3401. Keep your comments brief and to the point, or Becky will throw a flag and take you out of the game. And now we go into Studio A inside the Pinewood Studios of WSLM for Kentuckiana Sports Talk with George and Blair. Get ready for Kentuckiana Sports Talk. All right, it's Monday night. Welcome into the Pinewood Studios uh, here on the Radio Ridge in Salem, Indiana. Thanks for listening. Kentuckiana Sports Talk, George Browning. Blair Thompson. All right, how you doing, Blair? Co-host. Co-host. They they give me me grief because I get top billing. Yeah, I mean, this is your show, brother. So with that top billing... Yes. And one dollar at our uh, coach's corner sponsors McDonald's. Yes. I can get a Coke. So top billing on this enough. show, and a dollar at McDonald's, <laughs> and I can get a diet Coke. <laughs> well, to I mean, drink. if you would have, uh, if you would have listened to me last week, and we made some bets on the final four, maybe I'm telling you, money in your pockets. So. You were all over it. Don't, don't, don't. Uh, what, what, what's it called? Don't when you give it away too 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 soon. We got we got that yeah. to talk about. Yeah, so we'll don't for, uh, we'll don't uh, whatever it's called. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, uh, did you have a good weekend? Uh, yeah, we had a great weekend. We had, played a little baseball. Uh, Braylon, my son, uh, had his uh, second big travel ball um, weekend, and uh, got, got a, the first time we got to spend night in a hotel, and the kids were all there, and mm. uh, um, up in um, Columbus, Edinburgh area, and. And it was a really good time. You know, the kids loved it. They had to swim in the pool. And, you know, it was funny because, you know, we talk about baseball. And it's, you know, the games are pretty intense for seven-year-olds. Sure. Like, <laughs> it's unbelievable how, how everybody gets into it. But, you know, as soon as the kids get done playing on Saturday, the first two games, can we go to the pool? Can we go to the pool? You know, so, I mean, that's, you know, for them, that, that to me, that's, that's what it's all about. We ended up, we ended up one, run, one, one run short, excuse me. Uh, lost twelve to eleven in the final, but came in second, got a little medal, so uh, their first piece of hardware. So that's always, it's always a good thing because now they want to win another one, you know. So, um, but it was a, it was a great time, and it's. I tell you, George, I, I told somebody, uh, one of the dads up there, I said, you know, I've coached in a varsity final in, in basketball, coached in a varsity final in, in, in um, football, I've coached in a sectional game in, in, in uh, baseball. Uh, track, I mean, you know, everything at varsity level that you can coach, probably I've coached, but. Nothing makes me more nervous than watching my seven-year-old out there playing baseball. I, yeah, and I, I never understood it because I, you know, I never had the opportunity to do it. But now, man, I uh, Rusty Hudson used to pace all the way around the gym whenever Andrew and Matt was playing. <laughs> I was like, man, Rusty, what's going on? It's not that bad. Your kids are good. You're gonna be okay. And uh, now I get it. Now I saw him the other day. I said, I saw him at the girls' uh, semi I said, Rusty, I, I understand. I understand. It all makes sense yeah, now. I sure do. Yeah, I, I had a pretty good weekend. Uh, just uh, our friend Aaron Haggard was here last week, right. and he was telling us about a scary heart attack he had. Yeah. And I was having a lot of the same symptoms, he said. So that sent me to the doctor and kind of dealt with heart uh, health concerns all last week. I think I'm I'm fine. Uh, 
He said, I just need to lose 20 pounds. And I said, hey, I need a second opinion. He said, well, you're ugly too. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you, that, that, that story he told was, was a pretty scary situation. And yeah. Made me, th- made me uh, check myself a little bit too there, you know. Yeah, I told my wife just a few weeks ago. I said, man, I think I'm having a rotator cuff issue in carpal tunnel. And then he said that here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought... Maybe I better call the doc and, and, and just get checked out. But I, I think I got the all clear sign. He said 80 20. I'm good. There you go. Well, hey, I'll take those odds. I, I like that. Eight, eight out of 10 chance is not my heart. It's higher than any score I ever got in a test. So that's pretty good stuff. <laughs> that, that, that's right. Anyway, again, welcome in. Before we get started with our topics tonight, got to gotta talk about some, some uh, programming here on WSLM. We got Virginia and Texas Tech coming up here after our show. There'll be a little bit of uh, rock and roll music in between uh, us and the game, so you can uh, get your rock music on and uh, then tune in for the call on the radio. Uh, the game will come on around 9 o'clock, so, uh, or the broadcast will start. Good news for the Pacers. They're in the playoffs. Uh, a series at Atlanta starts Wednesday night at 8, uh, probably 6.30 pregame here on WSLM, so follow the Pacers. Uh, I really like them. We don't have them slated to talk about tonight, but I like them in that first round series against Atlanta. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Obviously, Vic's hurt, and that's the, he's, he's the motor. But, you know, if you watch the Pacers play last year um, in the Cavs series, I mean, that's a scrappy team. And, and you know, they, they play defense, which doesn't happen too often in the NBA. And, and you can never count that, that team out for sure. Absolutely. And then this weekend, we got Masters coverage all four days, uh, Thursday through Sunday night at 10 o'clock. There's uh, a show to really kind of update people on what happened during the day. And uh, it's one of my favorite I watch all the majors in, in the golf season, but uh, the Masters really kind of sets the table for. Yeah, Masters uh, Sunday. I don't care where you're at. You're always going to see who's who's got the lead and, and uh, you know how close it is and watch the final couple holes for sure, if not all of it on Sunday. And uh, Coach Brown down at, at Augusta right now. He, he, he was down there for uh, nice practice round, and he said it was always a bucket list for him and his son, and he got tickets for him and his son to go down and uh, – uh, he was he was bragging on that a little bit and, uh, last week, and I said, "Hey, I don't blame you." He said, "Hey, I'll be at I'll be at Augusta Monday and enjoy, enjoy being at school, you know." So, uh, pretty cool that coach getting a chance to, to see that, especially being with his son. It's, it's awesome stuff. Absolutely, that's Coach Brown from Salem, the Salem High School boys basketball coach. For anybody who'd be listening outside the area, uh, he's uh, taking in the Masters. So uh, maybe we'll talk to Coach a little bit when he comes back about right. that experience. I. Uh, I wouldn't mind spending a little time this weekend on Amen Corner, yeah, right, <laughs> for, for sure. sure. Uh, again, that's not slated in our uh, schedule to talk about here. Blair, who you got? If I, you're going to pick a, a golfer to win this weekend, Any, anybody? I know it's not a sport you follow uh, super closely, right. but who you think is going to win? Uh, put me on the spot. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go with Justin Spieth. There you go. Yeah. Uh, That's who I was leaning toward. Yeah, Spieth or, or Fowler. I'm going to go with one of those two guys. Okay, so just to be different from you, we won't, I don't like to pick the same person because okay. I like to have a little uh, rivalry here. And I'm going to go with somebody who's kind of been struggling, Rory. Ooh. Rory McIlroy gets okay. the, gets a win at Augusta this weekend. Yeah, from across yeah. the pond. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Rory. I'm a big Rory fan. You know, just remember hearing the stories about how he treated the people right. when the PGA Championship was down in Louisville and those stories. And, man, I always said if I was a famous athlete, I would do those sort of things, the kind of things that Bill Murray does. You right. hear those Bill Murray stories. Right. And it's like, uh, have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> You're on top of the world. Right. You're a celebrity. You got more money than you could ever spend. Right. Don't be Why a, not? Don't be Why joke. not have some fun with right. it? 
Yeah, so anyway, got a big show for you tonight. Lots to talk about. We're going to start with a segment we call Fair or Foul. So we're gonna we're gonna pick a, we're gonna say a topic here and and Blair and I are gonna kind of debate whether or not it was fair or foul. So we're gonna get the show started with this segment with the foul. The foul, fair and foul. I like that. The foul. I, 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 I called against Auburn. Zero point six seconds uh, in the game. The uh, guy kid from Virginia hits three free throws to win the game. Fair or foul to to call that in that spot, Blair? I was watching it with some buddies and. I, from what I under, from what I gather, I think it's a, I think it's a hundred percent a foul. Or, well, fair call, excuse me, fair call. But it was a foul. It was a fair call. Right. So um, I, I think that uh, you know, if you watch it again, yeah, you know, he got, he got into Kyle's legs. You know, he guy, he got into guy's legs on the shot, um, and you got to give a guy a chance to to land, and that's the rule. I mean, that's a textbook rule. If you look it up, and that's how that's how it's written up. And um, now, do you get that call of point six seconds left usually in the end of the game? No, you don't. But um, I think with with what it was what was on the line, with a chance to go to the national championship um the referee did his job made the right call yeah and, and you know some people have said blair that oh well the double dribble what about right. they missed the double dribble so the foul should have never happened you know and i've done a, a little bit of i'm talking low grade officiating right and sometimes you get caught up and, and about five seconds after the fact you think that was a double dribble right you know, but to watch the play unfold, I, I follow more basketball than I'd say the average fan. And I, I had to think, is that a double dribble if it bounces off you and then you pick it? So, you know, I, I cut the officials some slack there. I know some SEC fans that were pretty riled up. I could tell on, on social media who was rooting for Auburn because right. they were livid right. about, about the call. And and, uh, but, and I got to agree with you. And I didn't want to just say my opinion. So I have a, a friend who was a high school official for many, many years, uh, Donnie Whitt. Low, okay. uh, he did the uh, the championship with Odin and Conley a few years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, so I mean, we're talking a pretty high level right. high school official to do that sort of game. And I said, "Hey, do you make that call?" And he says, "I call a foul no matter when it happens in the game." As an official, I don't think, "Oh, I'm not going to call that with uh, two seconds to go." If it's a foul, it's a foul. And he said, "Especially, well, you got to give the guy a room to land." And and he was into him before while he was still in the air, so it was an obvious foul. And uh, he applauded the officials for making the call. Yeah, I think uh, Coach uh, Coach Brown uh, actually had that official. He played for Coach Brown. Um, and he's the guy's from Louisville. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah. So Coach Brown knew who he was. So that's kind of neat. Neat little. Um, you know, you've been around as long as Coach Brown. You know, you know everybody. So, but uh, yeah, and I think. I, you know, I felt bad for Sir Charles. They had, to, they had the camera on Sir Charles at the end of the end of the court. You know, like Auburn was going to finally get to the to get there. And uh, but I mean, uh, if you remember, you know, something that's dear and dear to my heart, the '92 game when when Weber traveled before he called the timeout. Sure. You know, and the same. It was basically the same thing. The referee, they, they they didn't think that. Um, Jerome was going to dribble the ball off his foot. They didn't think, think Weber was going to take two steps before he dribbled. Um, you know, we were watching. We thought maybe the ball went off the Auburn player's foot. It was so close you couldn't really tell. Sure. I mean, you know, if, if people don't understand, if you never watched a, a, a Division One game, you, people don't understand at a lower level, like you know, first five, ten rows. You, people don't understand how fast the game is. Oh yeah, I mean, for sure. And so it looks looks. It's easier for us at home on on replay to see what was going on, but for you know, official to miss that. He did. I mean, I think he would admit it. They missed it. But, um, you know, bottom line is don't foul and you're, you're in a national championship game. 
I said that in coaching, you know, and you know this as well. Uh, I, I coach middle school football. You've coached at that level and higher, but you have a, at about 25 seconds to call a play in football. In basketball, you don't. It's bang bang. I mean, so the pressure to coach, the pressure to officiate. It, it's on the on the spot. You got to know what you see, and you got to call it. Uh, call your conviction. So we both agree that was a fair call to call the foul there at the end of the game. And uh, we'll move on to our next topic. Rick Barnes, National Coach of the Year, fair or foul? I'm calling foul. Foul. Yeah, and here's why. I I think if you do it based on a regular season. It should go to Matt Painter, even though I'm not a I'm not a Purdue fan. But with the job that Painter's done in the toughest, arguably the toughest conference in in United or America, I guess this season, and and then you got um, you know as well as you know they were they one shot away from from going to the the Final Four, absolutely. Um, and so I would I would give if I base it on the season, I would give it to Purdue uh, Painter. If I if I was basing it on the tournament, I would go with Texas Tech's coach. Um, but I don't know if they won their conference in the Big 12 or not. Um, but, um, you know, I think my, if I was to make a vote, it would be Matt Painter. Yeah, it would be hard for me to give it to Rick Barnes. We agree on this one, too. I, I say it's foul that he's National Coach of the Year. Yeah, he won the SEC regular season title at Tennessee, and that hasn't happened a whole lot. But they really, you know, I, th- I thought a lot of people had them in the f- going to the Final Four. They, they had a Final Four caliber team, and they didn't make it. I know they b- make those votes before the tournament happens, but uh, I would have I gave it to uh, Matt Painter up at right. Purdue. Uh, I think he got <laughs> more with less. Right. You know, if you say who's a more talented team, Tennessee is. Right. But uh, for me, uh, I, I would take Purdue, and, and, and Purdue won the head-to-head battle. And then there would be a couple other candidates there that I, I would maybe mention in, in the race for that. They, they really don't get, you know, uh, consideration. Tom Izzo, what a what a phenomenal job to overcome the injuries that he did. Yeah, and, Langford, and, one of his tough, one of his you know best players out I mean, halfway through the season. You know? Yeah, and, and uh, to just overcome things and they win the Big Ten championship in the tournament there and then they come in and they knock off Duke and and there again I know the Duke is the votes in long before that ever happened but uh, still you gotta uh, give Izzo a nod at that and I don't know. It seemed to me like the Rick Barnes pick was kind of a sympathy. Right. Yeah. You know, hey, he's he's been around for a while. And he finally had a good year. I, I couldn't pick Tennessee in my bracket because Rick Barnes has always found a way to lose. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's kind of like a Bill Self. You know, Bill Self always in you know, Kansas. You know, he was he was always found a way to, to lose as well. And and uh, you know, Tennessee didn't make it far in my bracket as well. So we kind of covered the next topic. I was going to say. Wait, we have agreed on. We have agreed on. Yeah, I don't know. It's getting ugly. It's ugly when we agree. It's it's more fun when we disagree. Uh, next topic: Zion Williams, fair or foul? Zion Williamson, Player of the Year. Fair or foul? I mean, I, you know, hands down, he's. He, he, I'd say he's the best player in the uh, in the in the in the NCAA. Um, uh, I think that um, you know, obviously they didn't achieve what they I mean what they set out to achieve. They didn't win the ACC. They didn't go, make it to the Final Four in, right. in the tournament. Uh, now, does that make him not the Player of the Year because they don't? I don't know. But if you were to tell if you, if I were okay, wait, let's put it this way. I'm kind of technical tonight. Player of the Year, meaning the best player in college football or college basketball, Zion Williams. Sure. Most valuable player in NCAA, Cassius Winston in Michigan State. 
Cassius Winston carried that team all, all season. Absolutely, long and couldn't be stopped. So if you were to t- so if it's best player, yeah, Zion. If it's not, I'm going Cassius Winston. So we'll say your one is, is Zion Williamson because right. that's it is for the best player of the year, and your two would be Cassius Winston. Uh, I have a hard time. Okay, I can't argue with Zion. He's right. he's the best player in the country. Uh, and if you're going to give the Naismith Award to the best player in the country, obviously he gets it. So it's not even really fun to debate that with the kind of numbers he put up and the things he's able to do on the court. One of the uh, uh, Gilbert Arenas yeah. a few weeks back uh, was quoted as saying, "Oh, he does. He doesn't have a lot of skill. I'd take him on my team if, yeah. I, if I had the yeah. first pick. Uh, we we can teach those skills that he's missing because he's got enough of the For other sure. stuff. But I, I go with the guy kid from Virginia. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, coming off that season they had last year and, and to rebound and do the things that they've done and and it wasn't just in the tournament. Virginia was in the top four all season oh, long. Right. Just had a had a very consistent season and uh, got down in that first round. It'd be real easy for them to, to turn in the chips. Again, those are voted on before the tournament starts, right. but but still uh, I guess, hey, the Virginia didn't win the regular season. Right. ACC, they didn't win the, the conference tournament, so I understand that. I, I just, if you line these kids up and say, hey, uh, take you get first pick and you take Zion, I, I think I may take the guy kid uh, second. Yeah. Indiana boy and, and I mean, yeah, and I think that you know, uh, or Jay Morant. I might take Jay Morant. Let's not forget about him. Too. Right. I mean, if he gets if he gets more publicity than if he's playing in the ACC, what's his numbers look like? You know. So, um, but I, I think you know. I don't know if you saw this come out or not, but the Zion's. Or well, first of all, let's talk about Zion's mom second. But first of all, um, Kyle Guy. If you haven't got a chance to read it, I'm gonna try to post it on our on our Facebook page. Kyle Guy wrote a great article last year about mental health. And talking about how when they got beat by the 16th seed, he went into uh, um, depression, panic attacks, anxiety. Um, it really affected him being on the court, mm. and being around at school, and, and things like that. And then to see them go ahead and see him hit those free throws after the after battling all that for a year, it's pretty cool stuff. And, um, and and I think that's something that you know it, he mentioned after the game. He said, "I would like to tell you that all three of those were going to go in when I shot him." He said, "But I, I had no clue." You know, so <laughs> uh, so I, I was rooting for him as a kid because I know he's overcome a lot with 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 battling with that. And uh, but you know, if you did you see where uh, Nike supposedly gave Zion's mom some money for to go to to go to Duke's. So I, I, what do you think about that, George? Yeah, that's allegedly uh, and, fair or foul. Oh, uh, yeah. fair that yeah, hey, this happens on every major college campus in America, Blair. I mean, Ball State and, didn't give me anything. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> Power Five oh, okay. I'm, schools I'm, I'm, in I'm America. Sure probably got something. Uh, but you think about this has been going on for a long time. Uh, if if a shoe company gives a kid money. Who's ever going to know? If, if the family don't say anything and the shoe execs don't say anything, it's going to happen. Now, this is alleged. Uh, it's coming from a pretty shady character. Uh, Avenetti is not, you know, you're not going to base a whole lot of truth on anything the guy says. Just, uh, But he's made the accusation that, that Zion's mom got some money. Uh, hey, it is what it is. Until the NCAA does something to clean it up, it's going to continue to happen. Uh, do I think it happened? I absolutely think it happened, but it, it's alleged, you know, uh, that it happened. My thing is, I, I mean, the, the money supposedly was ten grand. I think is what the figure. Yeah, something like that. I mean, the guy's getting ready to make a hundred million dollars on a shoe contract. 
So what I don't like about it is, if it is true, is why take that risk? Why take the risk of it coming out? Why take the risk of taking that hit to your name when you're uh, you're you're what twenty games or thirty games away from from being a, a multi-millionaire for the set for the rest of your life? You don't have to play a game. That shoe contract's guaranteed. You don't have to play a game. You know. Uh, but then also. You know, he was getting customized shoes from Nike during the tournament. I mean, where are we at on that? How is that I mean, not a yeah, violation? Was, you know, Kyle Guy can't get wedding presents. He's, guys, you know, he's getting married. And then NCAA <laughs> came down at first and said, hey, well, you can't get presents. You can't put your registry on the on the Internet for someone can buy you something. And then, you know, um, Reggie Bush at USC loses his Heisman because his parents took money. You know, I, I Cam Newton's dad took money, but he gets to keep the hiding. I just don't know where where the you know where where the line's drawn at. You know. Well, and that you said, why would you risk it? Now let me ask you this: What's the risk for What's the risk for Zion? Mom got ten thousand dollars to get her through this college basketball season these these months here, and, and it's kind of like when I tell you, you say, "Hey, George, you got on the scale this morning. How much did you weigh?" Well, there's the number I give you, and then there's the number that the scale actually says. <laughs> it's like your I, I'm shaving some points, okay? Uh, uh, so, if it's out that he got ten thousand, it's probably more. Right. Uh, neither, that's neither here nor there. But you said, "Well, why would you risk it? What's the risk? He's gone." You know who suffers? The people left in the wake of it. The fan like me, who in 2013 invested in the Louisville championship run, only to find out that uh, Coach McGee was having stripper parties on campus. You know, people say, well, Patino had to know about that. I said, Luke Hancock lived in the dorm and said he didn't know about it because if he did, he would have went to Coach Patino and said, hey, you better look into this. Right. Uh, so, uh, and I asked a few, I had friends with a few media members who cover the Cardinals on a regular basis, and I said, Louisville is essentially a small town, especially yeah. as it relates yeah. to the Louisville basketball For program. Sure. Uh, I said, did you all ever catch wind of it? Because I catch wind of high school parties. Right. Right. You know, they, oh, this high school team, they were doing this this weekend. Not to say that. <laughs> right. Not to say Angelic. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, I just think it is what it is. I think agents pay the top players. Uh, hey, when you get out, just make sure you sign with me. Right. Uh, here's here's hundred grand to kind of carry you through this basketball season. And like I said, if there's no uh, insider information, if nobody's telling from either side, right. uh, it is what it is, you know? I just, you know, I, I just – I don't think I don't see Coach K needing need anybody to help him out, get him go get to get to go to Duke. But you know, um, maybe that's why they didn't win. Maybe you know, karma works in a strange way, my friend. And uh, you know, Bruce Pearl, he wasn't always the shiniest star either. And uh, he's got an assistant coach in jail right now. So. Well, and I'll say that what you said, why, Coach K doesn't need that. And I don't. I think very legitimately, Coach K may have zero ideal. If this, let's say this alleged right. or these allegations happen, and, and Nike gave Zion Williamson's mom some money, well, that doesn't have anything to do with Duke. Right. Now there was, but the Adidas scandal. There were some coaches arranging the payments through right. the shoe exec, but uh, even still, it's not the school is the one who's punishing. The school has no clue about it. Right. You know. So anyway, that's a uh, we're going to be talking about that until the NCAA figures yeah, out a way. Right. I, somebody said, "Well, once the one and dones can go to the draft, we won't have this." Well, yeah, because then the four stars start getting the getting the shoe right. money. So it's always going to be there. And uh, I, I think if you're the NC, there's 72,000 people in that arena right. watching the Final Four. I don't think fans care. Right. I think fans of Liberty University care because right. they want a level playing field. Well, but the, the Power Fives, right. I think they say, hey, we're all doing it. Yeah. 
let's go get the best kids and, and let's keep shutting out the little guy. Sure makes Samson's phone or text messages look pretty pretty weak. Now. Well, or or even uh, at Coach Pearl at Tennessee, we had a, a player at his house during right. a time when he wasn't supposed to. Right. I was like, really? That's his allegation. Rich, now, Rich Newheisel, I remember him at UCLA. He got he got canned for having a uh, NCAA. Uh, Betting pool for the bracket pool. That's what he got. Right, I, I remember that. So he had a, <laughs> he had a bracket pool. Football coach yeah. got in a bracket contest. Yeah. And, and now, and, and you talk about something that happens on every college campus. Yeah. Uh, everybody right. has a bracket. Yeah. Even the basketball coaches probably put right. five dollars in a jackpot right. to to figure it out. But uh, speaking of UCLA, and this isn't a topic we I have slated for us to talk about, but. How about them uh, going after Rick Barnes? I heard they're offering five million a year to, to steal the UT coach. Uh, do you take up Blair? Just put yourself in Coach Barnes's shoes right now. You got a chance to go to UCLA for five million a year. Yeah, I'm gone. UT pays them about three point five, but may come up with a little bit of better offer. I'm gone with the with the talent you got around you in UCLA. The, the close proximity, the weather's a little better in UCLA. Um, and I think that obviously it's going to cost you more to live out there than it is going to cost you to live in Knoxville. But um, you know, I think I mean it's 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 a blue blood, you know. And, and I don't think you're always going to be battling Kentucky down here. You're going to be you know you're going to be battling Auburn probably now. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm out of there. You said you write the check. I'm, I'm on my first flight to LA. Man. I always think about in terms of that sort of stuff. Uh, how big a show are you in town? We talked last week about Coach Cal. You're about fifth on the list if you're at UCLA. Uh, now that you know Pat Summit, God rest her soul, uh, has has gone, and the UT women's basketball program is is down. Uh, by the way, Jeff Wall said no, thank you. I know how big. I really thought he was gone. Uh, and then, uh, so you're number two in town. You're number two in Knoxville now. Yeah. You know, you got the Vols football program, yeah, and then number one's awful big, though. Number one's awful big, but you don't compete against it. Right. It, that season's ending about the time, and they've been a little down. So another right. season like they have here, and uh, Coach Barnes could be, uh, and he's not a California guy. Right. It'd be hard to go from from some of his coaching backgrounds to out there into that la la land kind of atmosphere. Might so show, he might we'll see. His hair slicked back, and ready to roll. Five million dollars a year makes any job sound pretty appealing. So anyway, I was just curious about that. That was late breaking in the day. Coach Barnes, uh, UCLA, they were uh, <laughs> going to pay Coach Cal less than he made at Kentucky. So hey, I guess in their mind, the next best choice is uh, Barnes, the UT coach. The guy who so, never won anything. I mean, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> how about this? I, I read this quote. Fair or foul? LeBron James said this, and I here's where we disagree, Greg. This is when it because anything he's a LeBron James apologist, so I know where he's going to go on this. Fair or foul? LeBron James in an interview said, "I've never cheated the game," and that stood out to me. Has it? Has he? Fair or foul to make that statement? Can I say both? No, you got to pick one. I'm saying foul. His defensive skills are awful. He's he he. You wow. Watch him, you watch him this year, especially this year. Um, never he never played defense, uh, and blamed everybody else for why they weren't why they weren't being successful. Lakers had the same record last year without him as they do now. Um, to me, the legend has been tarnished. Now, on the other side of that, before the season, he didn't miss very many basketball games and played a lot. So. Um, I, I just think this year it was. I think he got caught up in the hype. He's producing shows. He's producing mm. music, movies, um, and, and I think that uh, I think he cheated the game this year, based on the things he did outside of basketball, which caused his team to not be very good. Now I think it's a foul statement. 
because I think he cheated the game for the very first time when he went to the Miami Heat in okay. in the I whole let's, yeah, in the whole let's build a champion. He started it. Right. I'm not sure KD goes to Golden State if LeBron hadn't made the jump to Miami and, right. and kind of paved the way for, hey, let's, let's go. Of course, Kevin Garnett and those guys at Boston kind of did it before LeBron. Right, yeah. So, it, it, technically, LeBron was just following their suit. Hey, it works to put three stars together and go win a championship. I think that was the first time he cheated the game, is this whole build a, build a team. And, and you know, uh, the second time was, was this year. Be a leader, LeBron. You're the greatest player in the world. Nobody argues that. You haven't cheated the game with your ability. Or like you said, hey, he missed 25 games this year because of an injury. Hey, he's getting old. He's played 17 seasons. Right. And probably the equivalent of 20 if you add the playoffs and the mm-hmm. finals that he's played. That's what he said. It's the first time he's ever had off. Right. And I think look out next year because he's going to have a monster season, getting some rest right. and, and some things like that that he never gets. But but still, uh, be a leader. He had a, he had some young young kids, and I get it. Hey, I'm a Laker fan, and the whole AD thing, Anthony Davis right. thing came up, and I'm like, oh, if they could make that happen. Right. But guess what? It, it didn't happen, and now you got five or six young kids who you play They're with who are like, uh, what, what are we, chop liver? Yeah, and, and all of us for one guy. And, uh, you know, I think LeBron could have said when he came back from the injury, hey, we wanted AD. You can't. Right. We want to win championships, and, right. and you guys may have gone there and won a championship later. Uh, but let's come together now. That didn't happen. Right. Let's build a team. And I'll tell you, as a Laker fan, I hope they don't make the trade in the offseason because I don't want to see Kuzma. Right. Uh, I'm, I want to see Ball gone. I didn't want him to draft Ball right. in the first place. Right. Uh, but now that Dad has kind of got a muzzle as far right. as Lonzo is right. concerned, you hear what he said about his other kid today. No. He hadn't got any clickbait headlines for a while. Uh, uh, Lee Angelo yeah. is better than Zion. That was the latest oh, quote. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, we that's all we'll say about it because I don't want to give Zion <laughs> quotes, wow. uh, comments. But that's anyway, else. Uh, hopefully LeBron will pull it together. I think the the West is better if the Lakers are good. Right. Or even more than that, not just the Lakers, but if there's a legitimate shot for somebody to beat Golden State. Well, I think, I think the Warriors break up this year. I think this is last year for – I think a lot of them are sick of Draymond. Um, you know, you see it in KD and Draymond get into it a lot. I think Clay's sick of being the fourth man on the team. And, um, I, you know, I saw an interesting quote today from Richard Jefferson. I'm a big Richard Jefferson fan. He, he played the game right, played it hard. And he said, you know, what upset him about the Golden State deal was, he said, you know, Kyrie beats him in the last second shot. He said, when you're playing on the playground, you look at each other and say, all right, let's run it again. You know, um, and he said, instead, Golden State said, we're going to go get our big brother, and we'll come back, and then we'll run it again. You know? Right. And so he said, that, he goes, that was, uh, he said, you know, it could have been a great couple of series if everybody would just hung on and then played the game, but, uh, you know, you can't, ha- you can't hate on uh, on Durant either, go, you know, going there also. And that's another thing, too, is, you know, people say, you know, talk about Steph, people wanted to come play with Steph, you know. Cousins wanted to go there. Sure. Uh, KD wanted to go there. And, you know, LeBron's having to recruit people, you know, and Steph didn't have to do that. Well, and now when when KD signed, I remember hearing about Steph and uh, about four players went with Coach Kerr to uh, KD's house to put the pitch on them. Uh, I remember hearing about that. People can correct me out there if I'm wrong, but I I think I remember that. The kicker for me, though, I don't think KD's gone. I think they win another championship. That's three in three years. He talks to management. Hey, are you going to keep this Draymond Green guy around? If, If he's gone... You guys are a lot more appealing to me, if and I may even take a pay cut so we can keep Clay. Right. 
But but here's what I've always said about Clay. Okay, uh, I think Clay's a Laker next year. Mm-hmm. I, I, they're keeping that under wraps. I don't think they want anybody to have any clue that that's a possibility. The Lakers need a big shooter. Right. His dad does the radio games. Right. I mean. He's not a coach. He's not. It's not some kind of pressure situation. It's probably pretty fun to do the games with Dad sitting right, there sure. calling him on the radio. So I think Clay is a sleeper free agent for the Lakers in the offseason, and I, I don't think you're hearing a lot about it because Clay doesn't want even a drop of that to get out. Uh, I, I just can't imagine that. Honestly, if they sign Clay, LeBron to me is probably becomes one B. Right. Uh, among Laker favorites. Because right, yeah, sure. you, you talk yeah, about the there. Yeah. Yeah, Clay's tired of being the fourth guy on the team. Right. Uh, Laker, The Laker legacy, I think he, <laughs> LeBron would have to really shape up because fans <laughs> would say, hey, that's uh, Clay's our guy. For sure. But uh, that'll be fun. The NBA offseason is going to be really fun to watch this season. Those are my two big picks for the offseason. KD stays in o- OKC or, or uh, Oakland. Oakland, right? <laughs> Oakland. Oakland. I, I, I had, had a Golden brain freeze. State. Golden Oakland. State, yeah. Oaktown. KD stays there in the Bay, and uh, Clay comes across town to the to the L.A. Lakers. So, uh, still in the fair or foul, but uh, that was really it. We're going to move to the Final Four, uh, talk a little bit of basketball. Play your game. Have some fun. Now i got to take it to a different level. There's a different level. The thing that makes you guys special is you never win. Start. We I go find this song and I play it. And on my computer, I have saved the 2013 NCAA championship video, One Shining Moment. Michigan National I don't think they won it. I think we just left it laying there. Uh, Man, so the, you know, as a kid, I I used to stay up and just wait for that song. I couldn't, couldn't oh, go to bed. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't go to bed until I heard that song. I used to get in so much trouble as a young kid. Are you supposed to be in bed? Come on. Now, they revamped it a few years yeah. ago. They, it used to be a faster-paced song, mm-hmm. and, and they've gotten more of the... Soft. The ball is tipped. Soft. Soft. It has gotten yeah. soft. Kind of Kenny J. But I do like how they include now some of the sound clips. Like, you remember in 13 when Patino saying, all he said was, we go win the game. He's talking about Kevin Ware after he broke his leg. And in that one, you have the sound clip from the locker room and get a little goosebumps when you hear the horns kick in there. I was always mesmerized how they could throw all that together within, what, 10 minutes? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's... I mean, obviously they're working on that in the first half, but then to be able to, to throw the second half stuff in there is just awesome. I was going to lead off this segment for the Final Four of what surprised you, but uh, being Nostradamus, uh, <laughs> nothing surprised you. You I you mean, had Texas Tech playing Virginia tonight. I might as well just go out to Vegas and quit my teaching and just sit out there. And That's right. My money. I'm, I'm probably going to be right every time, right? I mean, no. Um, first game was awesome. Uh, I really didn't think it would be that close. I thought Auburn would get beat. Um, obviously, I called. The, I, I said I said Virginia would win. I didn't think it'd be a close game. I really didn't. I thought I thought Virginia was going to come out and shoot the lights out. Auburn hung on, hung on, hung on. Virginia made a run, and then Auburn would close the gap. And you know, bottom line is Auburn probably should have won the game, and uh, but they didn't. And so that kind of helped me out a little bit and uh, um, advance. I, like I said earlier, I, I really feel sorry for, for for Barkley, man. He was he was all in, and, and they had to. You know, yeah, I mean, I know. I kept on thinking to myself, like as a coach, you know, if you're Bruce Pearl, how many times are you going to replay that last? I mean, the guy misses a free throw, and then he comes down. You know, I mean, just so many things. And I know I've had games at the middle school level that have kept me up, you know, 
Man, sure. I should have called this. Man, I should have called that. Or why didn't I do this? And, you know, for them to be so close and then have it taken away, it just, uh, you know, you felt horrible. Cause both, it was a great play game. You know, it wasn't dirty. It wasn't dirty. It wasn't. Right. I mean, the guy just got after it. So, Virginia's on. And then, I, you know, um, I, I really thought Michigan State would, would uh, give more of a battle than they did. Texas Tech's awful good football. Or, awful football. Awful good basketball team, George. So, here was my final four. When it all started, Selection Sunday, Duke versus Houston. Hey, well, you know. <laughs> uh, so my bracket has been busted. Now, I did have Houston beating Virginia in the right. Final Four. Virginia was my lone Final Four team to, to get me there. And I don't. I normally don't pick because I think Bennett, until this year, to me, was the, the Rick Barnes right. of the ACC. Greatest teams, but never really come through in the end. But, uh, well, they were down 12 to the 16th seed again yeah. this year. So. It's, uh, so the biggest surprise to me has to be Texas Tech. I mean, come on. Uh, I don't know how many people out there would be interested. If you post on our Facebook page, Kentucky Anna Sports Talk, if you had uh, Texas Tech in your championship game, take a picture of your bracket for me and uh, let me see that because I, I just don't know anybody who, who made that pick. And uh, every round I would pick against them. I didn't have them. Right. I had them losing in the first round. Yeah, I, I, mean, I thought it was going to be one of those 314 upsets. Right. And uh, then when, okay, next round, oh, they won't beat that team. They right. won't beat Michigan. They right. won't beat uh, whoever's next up, Gonzaga. Right. I mean, you talk about murderer's row. Yeah. I know Auburn had a pretty right. – uh, some people said Texas Tech had the toughest row of the Final Four. I would argue that Kentucky, North Carolina, Virginia. Kansas. Uh, Kansas. That, that's pretty – you're going to have a hard time beating that right. row. Right. Because uh, you're not only playing the current team, you're playing all that – Kansas is across from you. Kentucky's yeah. across from you. So uh, I, I, I applaud Auburn, Coach Pearl. We talked about it here. All he does is win, win, win. Right. No, <laughs> you know, no matter what. Right? That's right. Yeah. So uh, hats off to Auburn. But I think Texas Tech is the biggest surprise, and that leads to the next question, Blair. Uh, is Texas Tech here? And I know Coach Knight wasn't the coach, but are they here on this stage if he doesn't take that stint there after leaving IU at Texas Tech? How, how much is the Bob Knight factor in effect with this Texas Tech run? Uh, they asked him about it uh, after the game was over. Right, he, we have a clip here, Coach Knight. For those of you who don't remember who Coach Knight was. Let me answer that. You know, that is an absolute crock of <laughs> You know, you and people in the news media, all of you uh, dwell on some negative piece of like that. And I don't know how Steve feels about it, but it just And you don't have to bleep one single word of this <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't have to greg but you'd lose your fcc license if you didn't yeah well, uh, yeah so uh that's, that's good stuff so that's that's what coach thought about it for sure right but uh, i did hear something about it uh, i did read an article about it and, he, and then the coach said that he learned his preparation from from coach knight uh how to prepare for teams what to look for what to you know uh trying to, to shut that person down and who, who to shut down and, and play defense and um, and he did give Coach Knight credit for it, and uh, you know, let's, let's, you know, this two years in a row they went to Elite Eight, and now they're in a championship game. Where are they going to be next year? You know, if, if that Culver kid leaves, which I bet he does, but if he doesn't, I mean, he's just a sophomore. So, well, now that's, it, but see, I think it's even deeper than that. I know Coach Beard said he was he was influenced heavily by Coach Knight, but you you know, Coach Knight left IU in, in what ninety nine, right. uh, you know, and, and then he took a year or two off. Uh, and then he takes the Texas Tech job. Now, think about this timing. From about 2001 to, what, he was at Texas Tech five or six years? I think so, yeah. How old were these kids who are playing for Texas Tech now when Coach Knight was there? You know, I mean, 
in a sense, I think it goes beyond the the coach grooming coming from Coach Knight. I think it goes Coach Knight put Texas Tech on the map. Right. I mean, in the early Culver because he's a Lubbock kid. Right, he's and, from and he got he he got him in the tournament, right. and, and he even made I think a Sweet Sixteen when he was at Texas Tech, and you know these kids were were just young, dreaming in their backyard about hey uh, playing college basketball one day, and Texas Tech was one of those names that I, the only thing I had heard about Texas Tech I was at U of L, I was a, a beat writer for the women's basketball team, and we played Texas Tech, and there was this lady who we had never heard of named Cheryl Swoops, yeah. who who led the Texas Tech Lady Raiders. To uh, the U of L women hosted a Sealbach mm-hmm. tournament, and Cheryl Swoops had 80 points in two games and led the Lady Raiders to that win. And, and of course, number 23, she goes on to become one of the best players yeah, ever. Uh, yeah, Her so first, uh, first female tennis shoe. But still, she back then women's basketball isn't what it is today. Right, for sure. So uh, I think Coach Mike Knight put Texas Tech on the map more than <laughs> more than Cheryl may have. But anyway, I thought that was an interesting line of uh, we're going to talk about Coach Knight here in, in our uh, uh, closer segment. But we'll, we'll get to that a little later. Uh, man, he did so much for college basketball, though. So uh, that was a fun clip that that Greg played there. But I do. I think he. I don't think Texas Tech is here this year if Knight doesn't spend those five or six years in Lubbock, right. really establishing a basketball program. They right. they weren't laughing stocks anymore after Coach Knight decided to go there. Now they're a legitimate basketball program because a Hall of Fame coach says, "Hey, I'll go." Right, and I think and I think that's the thing that you know people forget. Obviously, the way Coach Knight ended his career at Indiana. Um, what all he, you know, what all he brought to the table, and what all he did, you know, for years he donated a salary to the library in the end, right, you know, and I mean just, um, just all the things that that he, the morals and ethics and conduct that he tried to instill, even though sometimes he did it the wrong way, uh, I think really built a foundation for what Texas Tech basketball is is today. Absolutely. Uh, the ne- next topic here I thought it would be fun to talk about uh, is what percentage of these teams – I promise we're going to eventually get to talk about baseball to our baseball <laughs> fans. Uh, looks like it's well, going to so It's going to make the – right. It's because our teams are so bad. Right. The we Cubs are awful. Uh, the Cubs did get a big win today, though, so they, they, they're third of the season. Uh, the but Reds it, even lost their fight yesterday. But yeah, we got – They can't even win a fight. <laughs> I don't know. I, I heard somebody say on TV that Yasiel Puig uh, should, could have played defensive end in the NFL because it took like 20 guys to hold him yeah, back. Barnhart <laughs> was hanging onto his leg and bouncing Barnhart <laughs> off his leg. So, uh, anyway. I like when Votto grabbed the kid yeah. and said, that's enough, or whatever yeah, he said. Maybe said, maybe not that basically nice. Basically said, shut up. <laughs> right, right. I don't know. Baseball could use a little more. I, I don't encourage fighting, but professional baseball needs a little something like that to get well, people's think, attention, especially in April. Right, especially when your team's losing. I mean, Bell, I'm going to jump in here real quick. Bell, did a, he did what he needed to do, and I was go out there and t- t- show the kids, hey, I, I got your back. Absolutely. You know, I'm the new manager. Uh, but Dietrich, Dietrich got what he deserved. He, he hit a home run, stared at it for about 35 seconds, and then walked and then started his trot. And when he crossed on play, the catcher said something to him, and you knew it was coming. And the guy didn't hit him. He just threw behind him. He didn't hit him. Threw behind him. Just let him know, I didn't appreciate you doing that. I mean, we've seen people get hit all the time in baseball. Um, he could have he could have thrown one. Those guys can put the ball anywhere they want. you know. But he threw it behind him just to just not hurt him, but just let him know, hey, man. i got to be honest with you, Blair. If I hit one out, I may stare it down. 
Oh yeah, I mean I will for her. I mean for Amber. I may but. flip my bat. I may <laughs> stare it down. I'm like, hey, you don't like what I do when I hit a home run? Don't throw me a home run pitch. <laughs> it kind of goes back to our running the score right, last, I know. Well, last week. Uh, hey, I'll tell you what, George. I hit one home run in my life in, in, in high school baseball, and that was in the sectional final uh, over Paoli. And I set the record for the longest home run try known to man i was there was a there was a walk a high step at one point and then a, a tap at the home plate so it took me for i mean i'd enjoy it you know i mean you get you get one home run in your career you got to take your time around the bases so there was a kurt gibson did you make the, the hat first. did you loosen your hat up so it would fly off as <laughs> no, you ran no that's the old little league trick you know <laughs> you'd be on first base and you and you knew the guy behind you could hit so you'd get your hat yeah, up on its brim. It so when you take off running the hat would fly it looked like you're when you're a slow guy like me you need all the illusions you could get to make it look like you were moving fast. I used the Gibson uh, uh, arm pump around nice. first base. Nice. You know, and and uh, so, yeah, I, I get it. But come on, enjoy the game a little bit, right? It shouldn't surprise anybody when they hear me say things like, it's okay to run up the score, it's okay to be cocky. I fell in love with Louisville basketball in, in 1979, and they were the most cocky, brash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's one of the reasons I love them. It's one of the reasons I love the Lakers, Showtime. Yeah, I just love that. Uh, hey, stop us is kind of the question. Right. So here we go. Percentage. Chance, percentage, whatever you want to say, that okay. these four teams, Auburn, Texas Tech, uh, Virginia, and Michigan State, are back in the Final Four next year. It don't have to equal 100. Just give me a percentage. What's the chances that – let's start there with Michigan State. Chances okay. that – Not equal 100, just regular percentages, right? Regular Michigan percentages. State, uh, 65. You're giving them a 65% chance that they're in the Final Four next yeah. year. Uh, I'm going to go lower than that. I think Izzo – Got a good, good, good draw. I mean, I think Central Florida showed people how to beat Duke. Right. So I don't call that the monumental accomplishment that other people they do. They did have seven foot four guy on their team. Though. Right, they did, but but still, they it was obvious at that point they couldn't hit the three. Right. I think the kids started to hear that for Duke, and, and it really the pressure mounted in each round that oh we're not a great three point shooting team. Uh, I, I'm going to go lower. What I say, thirty percent chance Whoa. that that Michigan half. State. That's half of mine. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I hey. I, I consider Izzo just to be a little bit above that Rick Barnes. Hey, they're good. Every year they're good, but he's got one title. He's had some pretty good basketball teams to have right. one title. We're saying Final Four, though. Right, I know. But yeah. but still, okay. if you once you get there, you got a one-and-four shot to win it. I hear you. So, uh, let's go with Texas Tech. If uh, the sophomore leaves, Culver, is his name Culver? Yeah. If he leaves, 20%. 20% if, if he, he stay, leaves. If he stays, I'll go 40. 40. Yep. I'm going to go 60% that, that they don't make the tournament next year. Oh! <laughs> I'm telling you, 60% that they don't even make the tournament. Elite eight and a final four. Back to back I'm telling years. you, I think it's it's just time. It's better man. than the cards. Hey, that's all right. If that's the bar you're setting with where we've been. Uh, now, I, I, let's see next year. I think the cards are back. Okay. Uh, uh, let's go to Virginia. Chances they're back in the Final Four next year. Guy's a junior, right? Yeah, and he'll be back. And he'll be back. Um, I think back to the Final Four next year, Virginia. Um, I'm going to go a tire. I'm going to go 66 that they're back in, so you're saying sixty percent Michigan State, sixty-six percent Virginia. Yeah, I'm saying twenty-five percent Virginia. 
Whoa. I think Bennett goes, especially if they win tonight, I, I just think it's hard for to get up. Like, you got another rigorous ACC schedule you got to get through. Uh, everybody's gunning for you because you're the champions. And even if you're they don't a, win you're tonight. You're not because they're in the ACC. No, no. I mean, I, I would, I'm technically rooting for them tonight okay. uh, from a fan standpoint, but it wouldn't hurt my feelings to see Texas Tech, a school that nobody. I mean, there's probably 2% of the brackets in America that had right. Texas Tech, and one of those percents came from Lubbock. Right. You know, the right. people like yeah, me and you who always right. pick their team to win it all. But, uh, yeah, I, I I would say back in the final four, twenty five percent they they almost lost uh, to Oregon. Right. They almost lost to Purdue. Uh, you know the way they play, I think that it lends itself to that. They sure they hold you defensively, but if you score sixty five points, you beat them. Right. I think tonight's first to fifty. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Uh, just for entertainment purposes only. The last I heard on the over under, it was. 118. I would still. It, they had bet it down. It was yeah. 120, and and Vegas has bet it down. Uh, but I would still be tempted to take the under at 118. Right, right. for sure. So and that leaves uh, Auburn. Zero. Zero. I, I agree with that. I, I think that was this was their run. I don't know when the kid is he gone. Is he a senior that broke his leg? Junior, I think. Junior. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, who knows when he'll be back? Right. Uh, Kentucky will be better. Right. Uh, and, and that leads to the next question. Way too early, or way too early, Final Four for 2020. You thought about that? I'll give you mine if you want me okay, to go first. go first. Okay, so I'm going to say Kentucky. I'm going to say Carolina. I'm going to say out of the Big Ten. Amazing blue. I will. I'm going to go with Michigan out of the Big Ten. And then that wild card pick, I think there's, a, you know, just depending on, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say for now my way too early Final Four, Gonzaga. Gonzaga, Michigan, Kentucky, North Carolina. They always choke in the finals. They do. They, they do. Mark Few, when people say, Mark, when, when one, Louisville was one, looking. Mark Few, that's what they call yeah. him, right? Huh? <laughs> when people were talking about who was going to replace Patino at Louisville, I heard a few fans yeah. say, I'd like to have Mark Few, and I'm like, why? Yeah. What's he done? What's he done? He's won a lot of games in a conference where. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's mean, easy to win a lot of games. So you you don't think that the Dukies are making it back? I don't. Although the, one of their stars said today that he was coming he back did. for his he for did his say he was year. coming back, and I and I, I was I was going to read this to you, George. You ready for this? I got this just for you. I'm ready for since it. Since 2012, are you ready? Conference regular season titles since 2012. Michigan has won two. Duke zero. Wow. Conference tournament titles. Michigan two. Duke two. Sweet 16s, Michigan 5, Duke 5. Final 4s, Michigan 2, Duke 1 since 2012. Since 2012. So, Segway, I'm going with the Wolverines in the Final 4 next year. Absolutely. I think they should have made it this year. They just won of 19. I, mean, I could have shot better than 1 of 19 for 3. I picked them to go to my Final 4 simply because I think they're going to kind of have the Virginia thing. They, right. they kind of were upset and underachieved this year in the tournament, and I think next year yeah, that's going to be motivation. Right. I'm going to go North Carolina. Um, I'm gonna go. It's hard, but I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go Kentucky, and then my fourth and final one. Ooh, it's a hard one. The fourth one's hard. You know? Fourth that's, is that's hard. Always, uh, it's always like you said. It's always though. Um, wonder if. Uh, and we'll go back and review these next if, year when. Wonder we... <laughs> if Bowl Bowl is Bowl Bowl coming back for Oregon? I may go. I may go on the limb with Oregon. Yeah, hey, Oregon's a good pick. I'm gonna go with it. Uh, got a lot coming back, and really, I thought they had some injuries early that made them a 12 seed. They would have been a better, right. a higher seed had they not. Uh, so I'll go with Oregon. 
All right, there you go. So there you have it. Are way, way too early. <laughs> hey, hey, the championship's not even over in, right. in our final fours for 2020. Right. Okay, uh, last subject here for uh, men's basketball. Okay, Romeo Langford is he coming back or is he? Or can we say, as the Duck Dynasty guys used to say, he gone? Well, he came out and said he was gone. So oh, did he? Yeah, he's he's officially gone now. So he he is we, he he's gone and I had not heard that and good riddance to him. Good riddance. Yeah, wow. Yeah. How quickly they turn. See, uh, Blair went from being a Montague to a Capulet very, <laughs> very quickly there. Well, uh, no, I mean, I never bought it. I mean, obviously the kid was good. He's going to probably have – he may have a decent NBA career because he gets to the rim, um, you know, like no one else. But um, he didn't live up to hype. He, you know, uh, I, I, I got really turned off by people telling me that he was the best basketball player in Indiana basketball history. Right. And uh, one of them being his coach. I mean, come on, man. And, uh, I mean, his, his nephew, Coach Shannon's nephew – uh, was a kid from from Purdue, Klein, and he played a heck of a lot better than Romeo did. You know, <laughs> so uh, I, I just uh, you know I'm a Damon Bailey guy, man, and I always will be. So uh, you know, Damon Bailey w- was a hype before the hype, and and won the won the state title without class. You know, I mean, he won it without a class system. It was, right. it was his school versus everybody else, and um, they went on to Indiana, took the pressure, and uh, you know performed. So um, I, I you know I, I hear, everything I hear, he's a good kid, and you know, he's a, he's a great signing autographs for all those kids and all that. But um, see ya. I don't think he ever fit in Archie's system, and uh, I just think Archie felt like he needed to get 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 him. Or, you know, it was one of those things you had to do. And um, you know, I still think he goes to Louisville if Louisville doesn't get in trouble. But, sure. Um, but um, you know, and he fit Louisville's scheme a lot better with Patino than he did at Archie. Let me ask you this: hypothetically speaking, if you could, if Romeo would have had a crystal ball and foresaw the season that was to come. Does he still go to Louisville and just say, hey, I'm a one-and-done anyway? Uh, we were talk- Some friends and I were talking about this over the weekend. Hey, they're right across the river. Right. I'm only here for a few months. They're not going to get in trouble this year, so I'm going to be gone off campus before any of that ever comes down. But what I think happened when Patino got fired, he kind of made it clear, hey, I'm opening up my recruitment. He was leaning heavily toward Louisville when Patino was there. And I think the IU fans poured so much love on the kid. It would have been hard not to say IU because everywhere he went, these IU fans are packing the gym and showing him the love. Right. And, it, it, you know, hey, let's just go ahead and do this because everybody's urging me to. But knowing how this thing played out, right. I just wonder if he thinks, you know, because in Louisville he's not going to be a hometown hero. Right. You know, the the one and done's just no – it's hard to right. get that unless you win a championship. Right. Uh, so Romeo was never going to achieve that unless he took the Hoosiers to a deep run and then left campus. I, I know some IU fans, and I know my heart breaks for him because it's the whole maybe he'll come back. He needs to come back. Nope. He does He's need gone. to come back, yeah. but he, he needs to come back for two reasons. He needs to put on weight, and he needs to work on his jump shot. Right. So he's going to do that next year. It may be in the G League, but he's going to do it making $4 million a year with a signing bonus. So if it's my kid and he needs to come back for a year, I still say, hey, go get that money. Because, look, I hope IU fans can understand this. When the season started back in October at IU, he was projected as a top five. Right. The latest projection I saw, he's around 15. Yeah, Lakers. 14 or 15. Uh, So one year – and he had a pretty good season numbers wise. First in the Big Ten. One, <laughs> Big Ten first teamer. I mean, yeah, one year you dropped ten spots and you had a solid year. Right. Now, what if you come back for and and things transpire similarly, and you don't do any better? Do you drop from fifteen to twenty five? Right. You're starting to talk about a money difference there now. Well, he came out and said that he had a ligament uh, damage in his shooting thumb, 
which prevented him from shooting the ball as well as he did. Well, okay, and that'll that'll play out in the yeah. combine. Yeah. Like I said, if Please. he can shoot, he wasn't a great shooter in high school, though. I, there he wasn't was a history of, uh, so I don't think anybody was surprised that he couldn't shoot. I, I think people were surprised that I, IU struggled to score the ball. It was so easy. I remember watching the Purdue game up, and I wasn't at Lafayette, but I watched the game up there, and uh, they basically just didn't guard anybody else. Right. <laughs> right. Romeo had two Purdue players on him right. everywhere he went. It was, sure. it was almost the high school equivalent of like a box and one on Romeo. That's what they always used to do to me, George, when I was on the court. <laughs> got to cover that guy up. He's a shooter, you know. Well, it's it's fun to talk about. We wish Romeo well. I know IU fans are disappointed, in, and they they had hoped for more, maybe two seasons uh, with him, like kind of like Cody gave the right. Hoosiers. But Jared Jeffries, uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, we wish Romeo well. It, it'll be neat if he is a star in the NBA because hey, he's still from New Albany, and he'll right. come back and host summer camps and things like that, like Rondo does in Louisville right. uh, and things. So here we go. We're going to go to the pin now. We're going to oh, call yeah. on the closer. Uh, the subject tonight. I'm going to let Blair introduce it again. It was his ideal. Hats off. All right. Ready? Ready. Here it comes. Remember, you baseball fans, Mariano Rivera, remember when the Yanks would go to the pen? Right. Almost as cool as it was when uh, Charlie Sheen got the call in Major League. Rick Vaughn. Yeah. Wild thing. Throw the heater, Ron. <laughs> the heater. Wild thing. They should call you the mild thing. <laughs> That's who you remind me of turning on Romeo so quickly. Guys, uh, that was too high. What do you mean it's too high? <laughs> oh, anyway. We'll have to talk about our favorite baseball movies yeah, again. Great. Okay, so here's our, what's our closing subject. All right, closing subject. Huge news if you're an Indiana fan. If you are an Indiana fan of your youth, as well the way I was. Uh, Coach Knight making his first appearance back on Bloomington's campus since 02, I believe it was, 2000, 2002. Um, said he was he'd never come back, not going to do it. Um, and um, he showed up on campus. Uh, a couple of things. First off, he, he gave a speech at Center Grove the night before. Um, the reports from Center Grove High School was that he, um, you could tell that his health is really, really bad. Uh, onset of Alzheimer's or dementia, one of the two, obviously. Um, at one point, he, he introduced his wife like three or four times, the same, saying the same thing. Um, said Landon Turner was dead. I mean, he's obviously not. Um, and um, just, uh, and then told a joke about our story about Michael Jordan, then retold the story, but put Damon Bailey's name in, involved mm-hmm. in it. Um, so they said uh, the report on Indy Star was like, you know, he had no business of being on stage. And uh, thankfully, Hamill, his lifetime friend um, who wrote the book, um, he, you know, he was there with him and kind of helped him help him through it. But um, anyway, the next day he shows up at, at Indiana. Uh, the baseball coach said he was got he got a call from Glass a week prior. So it wasn't it, a lot of people think he just showed up. It was he didn't just show up. It, he it was planned. It, right. He had his red sweater on and his red shirt underneath his sweater and um and then um and then the basically they told the baseball coach you, you have two things here. One, you can't tell anybody. And two, you better not lose. You better have a good showing because <laughs> Coach Knight's going to be there. Go you know? with your number one. Yeah, and so, uh, and so they did. They won, they won both games against Penn State, so that was good. But but he said the baseball coach was – I love the quote. He's 33 years old. Uh, he's an Indiana guy. And he said, um, he said, I could not not tell my father that Coach Knight was going to be in my baseball game. Right. You know? And he said, at my house, we literally had a artwork of Jesus 
and then, and then, and then about nine. So <laughs> right. He said, you know, he said that guy was, you know, he, he was, he was, he was my father's savior. You know what I mean? As far as coaching savior, and, and he said, uh, he said, so I had to tell him. He said, I didn't tell him, but I told him. But I had to tell him, make sure he was at my game because now it's gonna be there. But awesome. I mean, it gave me. I mean, I'm telling you, it gave me the feels, man. Just because uh, I think so many people want it so bad for him just to to finally say, hey, sorry, you know, I'm back. Let's drop it, you know, do something. And uh, I paid a lot of money with with my good friend Rodney Bruff to, to go sit at the 76 championship reunion just in hopes that maybe, just maybe, he was going to show up, you know. And there was a bunch of Twitter feed going on, and, hey, night's in the building or not, you know, but he never came out. So. Right, right. Well, and, you know, I, I, I yield this subject to you being an IU fan. Uh, grew up in Louisville. Of course, we respect and appreciate all that Coach Knight did for college basketball. I wasn't the uh, big IU fan that you were or a lot of people were, but it does do your heart good to see, even though, it's in deteriorating health, right. and maybe maybe a, a weakened mind right. could cause this to happen, but right. for all the right reasons. You know, I, I know Pat has wanted it. He, he said a year or two ago that Pat has encouraged him to come back to campus and kind of re- uh, just just make make amends you know and in, in a sense that's what he did hopefully coach Knight will hang on and, and fight the fight like coach summit did right. if it is dementia or early onset alzheimer's whatever the case may be but maybe he'll come back for football season and and, and ride on a card out on the field and give everybody a wave and just uh, let that be the the bookend you know there, there's some ugly stuff that happened when you went out of town but let let this be a bookend the uh just coach night uh, riding off into sunset so to speak and uh it, it's a beautiful thing to see him back on campus and even you know my first thought when i heard that is like wow those people paid 30 or 50 bucks for the uh, tickets for, for those tickets but you know what if they were there uh they probably don't care no right because even that may be the last public appearance right. in a setting like that that coach Knight ever does you know I thought and about I, that. I would probably frame that ticket to say this <laughs> is the last time we've ever got to see coach I thought about that you know you know obviously right now um you know they, they've talked about that that you know Fisher's talked about that his health's been bad and, and um, you know it's been talked about that it is dementia or Alzheimer's we don't know but that's that's the rumor that that's been supported by some pretty important people at IU athletics and you know, some people I, pretty close to him, right? And I think, I think you, I got to think about that last night. Is you know, Pat Summit, arguably the greatest, one of the greatest, um, or the greatest, one of the greatest girls basketball coaches, and then Coach Knight, one of the greatest men's basketball coaches. You know, two of the greatest minds um, in in, um, in in basketball to, to fight that, and just you know, we you know, there's been so many people that have seen loved ones fight the same thing, and and to do it in a public scene, you know, public figure like that, it just kind of kind of puts some perspective, and we don't know why it happens or, or whatever. But um, I just uh, I, I hope he does. You know, obviously they they can't name the court after him because it's Branch McCracken Court. Simon Scott Assembly Hall now, but. Uh, I would love to see him make a big, big statue to put out in front of Assembly Hall for for every generation to know what what that guy did and and what he accomplished at Indiana. And he said he said at Center Grove for the first time that I've heard him say any of these speeches that I've read afterwards that his greatest part, his greatest time of his life was at Indiana University. Well, sure, sure it was. And uh, uh, Greg's not on the air with us, but he told a funny story before we went on the air the night he said he was covering Coach Knight when he was at IU at the uh, Foster Brooks Golf Tournament down down in Louisville, uh, Southern Indiana. I'm not sure where it was held in the early days before the fuzzy places were built but uh 
He was taking pictures of Coach Knight for uh, for an uh, expose. They were doing a, a story on the coach, and uh, Coach Knight came over to him and said, "Why are you taking a picture of me?" Because you know he's a little paranoid. Like yeah. Greg was there trying to catch him hitting somebody uh, or drinking, and, and once Greg said, "Hey, I'm here. We're doing this feature on you, and I wanted some pictures. This is a I'm a Southern Indiana boy." And Coach Knight didn't not only didn't say stop taking pictures of me, he said, "Hey." Tag along with us. You can get some good pictures. So uh, he's just that kind of guy. And, you know, some of his criticism of the media was was deserved because they were out looking. They wanted to catch him doing something or have him slamming a phone down. That was the image they would show over and over. Forget the three championships and – and the Final Fours, which I don't know how many was at there. But – I say one great thing about Coach Coach Summit, when people are going through a hard time, she said, uh, a reporter asked her, how do you get through this, Coach? You know the outcome. And she said, well, I get through it, left foot, right foot, breathe. Right. Right, and so I, I've encouraged people with those words as they go through a tough time. Just, just left foot, right foot, breathe. Sometimes right. that's all you can do. Just take another step and another breath, and then hopefully more will come. And and then uh, as far as Coach Knight goes, I love the uh, the Greg was talking to us about the 1976 the perfect season documentary, right. and uh, love what Coach Knight said. He he says people talk about that and they say. Oh, that must have been the most fun to go through that and, and not having lost a game. And he said, you're out of your mind. It was not enjoyable at all. The season was miserable because games were close right. and that old got real heavy. But the fun came when we cut the nets down, right. when we accomplished the goal. And that just that lends us, that's such a beautiful sports story. Work hard. If championships were easy, everybody would win one. And right. if perfect seasons, even more so. Because we'll never see it again. Right, and we almost saw it in 75 and 76. If if May doesn't go down, there's a lot of people that thinks maybe or a lot of thanks that think that Indiana could have won if he had two undefeated seasons in a row, which would have been pretty pretty spectacular. Well, that would have been even <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost too much to bear. But like I said, if the pressure's mounting in one right. season, you know, it, it's just fun. To, right. If you're an IU fan, you know, nobody's ever going to accomplish that again. They play too many games. The the competition is too equal. Uh, and uh, funny story before we go. Ready? Funny night story. I was at I was at his IU basketball camp, right, and we hadn't seen him. And so me and a couple of my friends somehow got lost or moved into the assembly hall area where his office was, and he had like a little living room area like down there. And so we beat on the door because there was no one there in the summer. And he goes, "What in the? Do you want?" <laughs> screamed at us, right? And we all like, "You right?" Took out. And he opened the door and he saw that it was just. I mean, we were probably. I don't know, eight maybe, right? Eight, and then he goes, "Oh, come on in, guys!" <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, he said it with you know, a quick tone, and, and uh, so it was always, it was always, good, it was a funny story to, to tell people that you know he was, "What do you want?" And then, "Hey, guys, come on in!" You know, right, so right. We, we were sitting there shaking, you know, little kids. Coach Knight, can we have your autograph? You know, so but uh, pretty cool. So anyway, he's back on campus, was so a step in the right direction. Yeah, good stuff. Don't forget to tune into the championship game tonight at nine. I bet there'll be some uh, talk of Coach Knight and his Texas Tech yeah, days sure. as they uh, celebrate the Red Raiders being in the championship game. Uh, again, just have a great week. Our prayers do go with Coach Knight and his family. Uh, we hope uh, you just be with them through this courageous battle and. Uh, like I said, maybe good things to come in the fall with him coming back to campus. We'll see. Anyway, good night. God bless. We'll see you next Monday. You've been listening to Kentuckiana Sports Talk on WSLM, 1220 AM and 97.9 FM. Join us next week for more sports talk about local, regional, and national sports. Be sure to call in on the KST Talk line at 812-883-3401. 
And between now and then, tweet your comments and questions to KY in Sports Talk or post them on our Facebook page at Kentuckiana Sports Talk. We'll have a question of the week, polls for you, and all the latest news and interviews with local and regional players and coaches. Join George and Blair next week on Kentuckiana Sports Talk. Alright, might hurt, but hey, she's gonna be one hell of a one.